Welcome to this To Tell Us Die podcast. My name is Jenny Donnelly. I'm so glad that you are joining me today. We are back in conversation about the book Still that was released this year. The Lord gave me this book a couple years ago and it was published in January of 2020. And some of you have read this book and you've been following us through with these podcast episodes. But I wanna talk to you today about one of the seven ways to find calm in the chaos. And this comes straight out of chapter 15. And this is the fifth way that we like to address in the realm of finding that place of rest in the middle of chaos. And guys, gals, you and I have been in some chaos. Okay. <laughs> I mean, let's look at the last couple of months. Are you kidding me? I can't even believe what we've been through. There are so many unknowns. There's so many variables up in the air and life is not the same for any of us. And so while we're in these transitions and in these unknowns and things that are so unpredictable, we could get caught up in the chaos. We could get completely overwhelmed, lose our joy, lose our peace and be wound up, bound up, or we can find Jesus in the middle of it all because he is. We're not talking about religion. Religion is not gonna help us find joy and peace. What's gonna help us find the person of joy and the person of peace is to lean on Christ. And this fifth way that I describe in the book, and I'm just gonna talk to you just for a couple minutes today. And the fifth way is titled, to live in the present, in God's presence and power. These three words I want you to think about, being present, in his presence, and living in power. So let me just take a few minutes to peel this apart and just give you a taste of what this revelation in particular is all about. So my daughter, Esther, several years ago, she pulled a book off the shelf in our living room. We had a whole bunch of kids books. She pulled it off the shelf. I'm in the kitchen and I hear her starting to read. And these are the words that come out of her mouth. Make your bed, hurry up, hurry up. Eat your cereal, hurry up, hurry up. Run to school, hurry up, hurry up. Catch the bus, hurry up, hurry up. Do your homework, hurry up, hurry up. And I'm like, what demonic book is on that shelf? And I, I think I needed somebody to speak it out to realize that is a kid's book on my shelf. I ran into the living room and I was like, this is crazy. And I took it from her and she was like, mom, I was reading. And I'm like, this is a terrible impartation. And so I took the book. I did not throw it away, but I was like, I'm going to be needing this book one day to prove a point that we have been programmed to be in a hurry to be in a hurry. And you know what? I understand the author of this book probably just was like, hey, these are good. This is a good little like beginner reading book. But I was looking at the message going, oh my goodness, I don't need any more of that influence in my house. And my own life has been a season here and there where I have felt like I'm in a hurry, even when I'm not. And it's almost like something against my back that's been like, hey, you need to hurry up. Oh, you're cleaning the kitchen? Do it quicker. Oh, because you're in a hurry because you need to get to the next thing. And it's, if you stop and you really look at it, it's like, do I really need to hurry? Like, where's the fire? And so this little push behind us that's basically overriding our ability to live in the present moment, I had to become very aware of that. How do you do with that? Are, are you feeling like you can be in the moment that you're in or do you feel 
what I'm describing, do you feel that sense of being bullied into being in a hurry or being in a rush? Even this morning before recording this podcast, I was helping the kids clean up and I was like, okay, you clean your room. I'm going to clean this room. When I come back from recording this podcast, we're going to go on errands. And I felt myself being like, you guys better hurry. (laughs) And I'm like, wait a minute, this is the very message. And so it's like a thing in the air. Okay. But we have to stop and say, hold on a minute. I need to take a deep breath. I need to stop. And I need to live in the pace, in the grace. I want you to think about that. I need to live in the pace of a present grace. There is a pace that's a present grace and it's not tripping over each other and tripping over our life and feeling like all we're supposed to do is hurry to get to the end of the day, just to wake up and hurry all over again. And then look back and go, wait a minute, did I even enjoy what I was doing or was I just always in a hurry? So I think I'm addressing something invisible. I feel like it's truly a demonic strategy to push you and I to a place where we're outside of the grace and we're outside of the um, present moment of feeling the presence of God and the power of God. So this is what happened to me. I was riding my spin bike. I know that many of you know this about me, but I got so much revelation and breakthrough on my spin bike over a couple year period. My spin bike was up in my attic and I would get on this bike and the Holy Spirit would just talk to me. He would just tell me really cool stuff. And one day I remember it very specifically, I'm riding my bike and I hear the Holy Spirit say, Jenny, for the next 30 minutes, I want you to put your mind on the present moment. I don't want you to be thinking five seconds ago, I don't want you to be thinking five seconds ahead. I don't want you to look at the clock and go, okay, we have 15 minutes left. Okay, I have 14 minutes left on the bike. You know, especially when you are in the intentional irritation of exercise because exercise has an element of irritation to it, right? Because you're breathing hard, you're uncomfortable. Nothing about it is like super relaxing. It can be relaxing once those endorphins hit. But basically the Lord was like, I need you to train your mind and your heart and your brain and your body to be in this exact moment, like right now, right now, right now. And it was almost like he was pacing me and saying, could you put your mind on the present moment rather than be thinking about yesterday or distracting yourself with what's gonna happen this afternoon or what do you need to do in the rest of the week? Okay, so let me stop right here. I am a visionary. When I do all the tests on, you know, what the different things that God put inside of you, I rate really high on the prophetic and futuristic. I do see things in the future and I see glimpses of what God wants to do. I see glimpses of projects and creative things that he wants to have done in our team or myself or our family. And it's really exciting. I love this gift. However, If I do not discipline this gift, let me tell you what happens. And many of you understand because you're, you're the same is you will live in what's to come and your brain and your mental energy and your time mentally will be spent in those future moments. And what happens is we don't realize it, but we're disconnecting from the present moment because our mind is full of what's to come and come tomorrow and Friday, I got to do this and Saturday. And so for me, I had to take these instructions by the Holy Spirit and say, okay, so you want me to pull my mind to the present moment 
And I'm like, okay, how does that work with being a visionary? And it was like, the Lord was like, I'm giving you little glimpses of the horizon, but I want you to look where your feet are planted right now. There's the horizon. There's the things to come. That's the direction we're headed. It's like just as, you know, a sunset of hope, a sunset of color, but that's not where you put your gaze. That's not where you fantasize your life to be or spend your mental um, ruminations on those things to come. I want you to be right here right now. So here I am on the bike and I decide I'm not going to look at the time I have left. I'm not going to think about, you know, what happened five, 10 seconds ago. I'm just going to be on right now. And what God did is he gave me an exercise and this is something that you can do. He gave me an exercise and it was to begin to listen to my own breath. That for whatever reason caught my ear and it put me on a pace of a present grace. I would listen to my breath going in and out while I'm exercising. So, you know, the breath is louder and I could hear my breath going um, out of my mouth and back into my ear. And it brought me to a present moment. It brought my mind to a present place. Well, I began just to kind of practice that. And then what would happen was off the bike in real life, you know, the other 23 and a half hours that I'm not on a bike, what I found was my mind would want to hop into tomorrow or hop into a week from now. And I would find myself trying to figure out, okay, I have to do this. And then this is coming up and then I need to write this new book. And then, and all of a sudden a little bit of anxiety would come a little bit of like, wait a minute, how's that going to work? Because Bob and I are both going to be gone. And then who's going to watch the kids. And then I would start trying to problem solve my future and feel heavy and feel overwhelmed. And then here comes anxiety. And that's when the Lord said to me, Jenny, here's what's happening. You are in your mind spending too much time in what is tomorrow going to look like? What is Friday going to look like? Okay, how's it going to work if I leave town in a month? And then where are the kids going to go? My mom's on vacation. She can't watch them. Okay, all of that that's happening right there, which we just call good planning, but it's beyond planning. It's us actually living out moments that we haven't yet reached. We're living in a moment that's not right now. And this is what he shared with me. And this is the whole reason I'm even doing this podcast episode today is he shared with me that there is a present grace and grace is the supernatural empowerment of God. It's the ability to do something that you can't actually do. But his supernatural power comes and becomes living, explosive, and real in the moment you're doing it. So it's like this. If I need the grace to go on vacation or go out of town and make sure that my kids are watched and these things, well, the moment that I'm supposed to figure that out is the moment I'm going to have grace to do it. But if I'm trying to manage my future or even my past, even try to fix situations of my past that I don't like. And so in my head, I actually try to go fix them. And I'm living outside of this moment. I'm either living in the past or living in the future for too long. I'm outside of a present grace. And here's the thing, the grace that we need to get through a moment, this is the key, is given to us in the moment we need it. So there's a present grace for the pace of your life. There's a present grace. And what I can tell you is this, is if you discipline your mind 
to live right now, to ask God, hey, this is the moment I'm in. This is what I'm doing today. This is the grace I want to live in. I want to live in the ability, the supernatural ability to make this day awesome. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. That became one of my mantras. That scripture became a place I had to live because it because Jenny wanted to, tomorrow is the day that I'm gonna try to grab and control and make work out. And I'm not glad in it because I have no idea what's going on today because I'm not aligned. I'm not aligned with today's grace. I'm out of line. So what I'm going to recommend that you do is get a hold of this book, read the chapter, even get a hold of the still experience, which is our masterclass, the video series. And what we do is we minister through this because I, I've lived long enough and I've ministered to enough people to realize this is that when we live our life outside of being coming totally present with this present moment and we start living out of this moment, here's what happens is we are living out of underneath the waterfall of grace. And you know what we have to do when we're not in grace? We have to strive. We have to muster up all the control, all the planning, all the energy. And we are living outside of a miracle lifestyle. Here's what's awesome. When you wake up in the morning, God has a supernatural grace for 8 a.m., for 8.01, for 8.02. You need something a little bit more for 8.03 because you are stepping into something a little bit more difficult. Guess what you have? 8.03 a.m. has a another level of grace because the person of grace is the person of Christ. It's the Holy Spirit who indwells inside of you and he resources you. He's like the Chevron station. And the moment you need more gas in your tank, not ahead of time, the moment you need it, the moment you need it, it's like, here comes the power. Here comes the resource. Here it comes right there. But what happens is if at 8.03 a.m., I am all bound up in next Friday and how this is going to go. And I have to preach. And so that's stressful. And then I have to do this. And then I need to turn this in. And then I have these bills and my mind is just ping ponging in the future. Guess what I missed out on at 8.03 AM. I missed out on the grace for the moment I'm in right now. When we hop into the future or hop into the past and try to relive past moments and try to fix them and control them, and we can't, okay? They are what they are. God covers them with his own grace. But when we live in the past or we live in the future, here's what happens. We are trying to live out those moments in our head and they feel so difficult. They feel so difficult. It's like, I'm never going to be able to do that. I'm never going to be able to start that blog. I'm never going to be able to make that really hard phone call. I'm not going to be able to call my friend and confront her and try to repair our relationship. I'll never be able to do that. It's going to go terrible. The reason that we can't figure out a positive way to envision things happening is because we're living them, not in the moment we're actually in them. We're trying to figure out how are those things going to actually go ahead of time so that we don't risk anything. And so when we, when we imagine all these things in the future or in the past and we imagine them 
outside of the time that we're in, what's going to happen is we're pushing beyond the present grace. And now we're imagining our life without God. That's why those things coming up ahead in your life seems so overwhelming because you know what, when you live them out in your head, there's no grace. And so it's like, just, I'm just stressed. Now I live as a stressful person. Now I'm living on the edge. Now I'm edgy with my family. Now I'm irritable with my family because I'm trying to live my life in advance. And the overwhelming thought of all those things, I can't live them with grace in advance. So here's what I've learned. And then this message is coming to a close. This is what I've learned. I've learned that my God will show up exactly with what I need in the moment I need it. He'll show up with how much grace I need. He won't just give me 50% grace when I need 100. He will give me supernatural power to do the thing in the moment I'm doing it. This is the guarantee that God has given me in this revelation is Jenny, Friday is gonna come. And when Friday comes, I'll be there. Saturday, when you have to do that thing that's a little bit stretching for you, don't worry, I'll be there for you. But let's not sit here, disconnect from the moment you're in, disconnect from a present grace, because right now is your life. And this is what he shared with me. Jenny, the most important day of your life is today because it's the only day you're in. This is the only day you're living right now. So live in the present grace because the grace I have for today is enough to give you power, power. So what is it that God asked you to do today? So now we just have to go, hold on a minute. Friday can wait. Saturday can wait. That message I have to work on or that blog I'm putting together or that book I'm writing or the vacation that I have to plan. I mean, sometimes the greatest things become those stressful things, whatever it is, those things, guess what? God's going to show up with his grace in that moment. So we can stop playing the control game, take our hands off of those things, re-enter the present moment and say, God, what have you asked me to do today? Because whatever it is you asked me to do today, I bet you're going to resource me with all the energy I need, all the creativity I need, all the anointing I need, because today is the day that the Lord has made and I will rejoice and be glad in it. We know through the scripture, it says, hey, don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow has enough worries of its own. In other words, tomorrow can wait. Hop back in the present moment and eat on today's grace. I think about grace a lot like the Israelites when they were in the wilderness and you and I know the story. And if you don't, let me share it with you. They would wake up in the morning and there was no other food than what would show up manna on the ground. It was called manna, like a bread substance. And this manna was new every morning and it expired at the end of that day. So let's say there was all this manna on the ground and it gave them sustenance for the day. It made it so they didn't starve. They got calories, they got nutrition And by the end of the day, it was bad, it spoiled. So they couldn't store up today's manna or today's grace and take it into tomorrow because tomorrow it was spoiled. 
So this is, this is kind of how I see it. Sometimes we'd want to take today's grace and we want to stretch it into a future moment or a past moment. And God says, Hey, yesterday's gone. Tomorrow will worry about itself. But today is the day to pick up God's grace because it's fresh for you every morning, just like his mercy is new every morning. But he has enough power for you to do what you've been called to today. So if you've been procrastinating something, if there's something that God wants you to do today, I'm gonna challenge you to step into it. I'm gonna challenge you to stop looking for guarantees of a no risk opportunity. I'm gonna challenge you to allow yourself to do things that are a little bit scary because God then has an opportunity to show up and show off in your life. A friend asked me before, I just don't know what I should do about X, Y, Z. I mean, I just don't have this 100% guarantee that it's really the thing I should do. And I said, well, <laughs> um, you know, this, this idea that we're gonna have a 100% guarantee that something's gonna work out for us, where's the faith gonna fit in that? You know, as a Jesus follower, I might be 51% sure I'm supposed to do something. And that's what the Lord has shared with me. Hey, Jenny, if you think 51, like 51% of me feels this is the direction, here's the green light, 49% of that can be reserved for, well, God, I hope you show up, you know, and let's see if he does. And that's the risk we take. It's called faith. It's called faith that I'm going to say yes and God's going to do the rest. That is grace. That's the supernatural empowerment of God. He loves when we're so dependent on him that we're like, hey, this whole thing's not gonna work out if you don't show up. He loves when we're that dependent on him. So if you're a person that's been looking for a 100% guarantee for everything to work perfectly before you do it, I'm gonna challenge you to back up and say, hold on a minute. I'm gonna reserve some of this for God to step in with his power and you know what? We just can't take credit for it. When we can't figure it all out and we don't have a 100% guarantee, it's like Peter, when he stepped out of the boat, he couldn't say, oh, wow, look at me, hold myself up. Nope. He just said, Jesus is at you, bid me to come. And Jesus said, come on. And Peter had to take the step. He had to get his own body out of the boat. But when he stepped on water from there, it was God that was holding him up. This is the lifestyle that God has called you and I to live to. So I just bless you with taking a big, bold step and watching your God come through for you today. Stop pushing things to the future because guess what? In the future, they feel really hard because you're not there yet. So let's say yes to Jesus today. This is the most important day of your life because it's the only day you and I are actually in. Amen. Please go check out our website. We have tons of different courses on there. It's john1930.com. You can also follow me on Instagram or Facebook at Jenny L. Donnelly. If you go to our website, john1930.com, the website I just mentioned, you're going to see over 20 different courses. If you happen to become a partner with Tetelestai Ministries, first and foremost, thank you for becoming a partner. For those of you that are, you are helping us reach people all over the world for the gospel. Some people are hearing the gospel for the very first time, getting their life completely transformed. It's incredible. And your seed is allowing that to happen. If you'd like to become a partner, it's $29 per month. That is an incredible 
generous gift to this ministry and it allows us to do so many wonderful things for Jesus. We also want to thank you for your monthly partnership by opening up our library and you can have access to over 20 courses and you can learn about all these things that we've been talking about today. If you want to take that masterclass, the still experience, I'd invite you to do that as well. So you take care, have an amazing day, and we look forward to talking with you on the next episode. 